1: from raw materials to finished goods, and everything in between. I'm your host, Mark Rustelli. Hello and welcome to the March 2nd Hemp Show powered by Cantrade. My name is Mark Rustelli. I'm the CEO of Cantrade and the host of The Hemp Show. Next up on The Hemp Show, I'd like to welcome Drew Kitt with International Hemp Exchange. Since 2018, Drew has worked with International Hemp Exchange, also known as iHempX, as a sales rep distributing hemp seed genetics and hemp flower throughout his vast network of partner farms and distribution channels. Drew owns and operates a CBD retail dispensary named Two Moons CBD South, located in Asheville, North Carolina. He works closely with processors, agronomists, equipment manufacturers, and international logistics providers as a lead generation and business development consultant. Drew's career in the hemp industry began in 1996, providing retail management services for the Vermont Hemporium. He has over 30 years of business experience in sales and marketing, business development, and project management, global logistics, retail operations, and sustainability consulting. Thank you so much for joining us today, Drew, and welcome to The Hemp Show.
2: Thanks for having me, Mark. Appreciate you guys having me. Thanks for the invite. I'm definitely here to talk about iHempX, but thought it's always good just to give kind of an intro who I am, because certainly in the biz dev, lead gen sales marketing role, you're doing business with a person and uh, it's good to know who you're you're working with.
1: Right, right. And it's uh, a lot easier to do business with the person when you have a relationship and you like that person.
2: That's right. That's right. So, yeah. So, I mean, way back 30 years, you said I was one of those cool kids on dead tour and uh, late eighties, early nineties. <laughs> and would see, see a bunch of these stickers on the lot, you know, and and well, what's up with hemp. So, you know, it was learned about it. Got to my, this is my, uh, the 10th edition, the 1995 emperor wears no clothes.
1: Nice. Book,
2: and, and yeah, got turned on to, to hemp and it was, uh,
1: you need to get that frame vintage. and put that up on a wall. I know. You're right. Yeah, for There's real. It was 1995. I don't think I own anything from 1995.
2: <laughs> that's vintage. It goes way back. And I ended up in Burlington, Vermont, um, 96, and got into retail. I designed these stickers, other vintage stickers. Get him from... Vermont Emporium so we were into it you know we were it was a different industry back then but it was illegal right so as much as we tried it just uh it's one of those things kind of keep your nose clean and couldn't really get into it as much as we can now so fast forward 20 years uh we're 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 legal and I got turned on to uh hemp again, or I should say reintroduced to it. um, After I moved to Asheville, I was working for a logistics company in Charlotte and some friends of mine reached out there in Colorado and they were moving hemp biomass from Colorado to Oregon and they needed some help with, with the freight. And so they said, hey, you're into logistics. Can you help us move this hemp? And I was like, what? Hemp? Really? So learned about it took a couple years it was the end of 2018 2019 it's legal so I jumped in and I opened up a shop which we talked about two moon CBD and um, that was a quick and easy way since I had experience it's provided me with a lot of benefit learning about all the different products like we've heard about today and also the customer education piece I mean you're talking about cannabinoids every day. And you're getting feedback from these customers about the products that you're providing. So that was one hat that I was wearing. And the other one. (laughs) I love that you brought (laughs) the hat. (laughs)
1: That's (laughs) great.
2: These guys I worked with, you know, like I said, moving biomass, they're heavily involved in the industry early on industry leaders dealing with, you know, the, the, during the pilot program and all the different ingredients and, really where they landed was getting involved in the genetics. Cause at the end of the day, it starts with the farmer. It starts with seed in the ground and it's the wild west even still. And so starting with quality genetics to be able to get two farmers to grow, to produce what the end users are consuming is what they found to be the most important piece. And, you know, that's, you know, where they are now, we're involved in many different aspects. Um, they too, um, when I say they, Mike Liago, um, the team in Colorado, in the Longmont, Boulder area, the international hemp exchange industry leaders heavily involved in many different aspects. The exchange piece came like canned trade. They started out doing a product exchange, putting buyers and sellers together. More challenging back in 2016 um, to really vet and qualify the products that were being marketed. And again, they felt like, let's focus in on the genetics. And so they have been aligned with high-grade hemp seed, HGHC, high-grade. They've been around since early days, 2014, 2015, with genetics like cherry wine, berry blossom, Merlot. So these are some of the classics that have been around for a long time. In 2020, they partnered, it's international, Pemp Exchange. So they're they're working overseas to, to find those breeders. You talked earlier, you mentioned about minor cannabinoids, so CBG. So we have Matterhorn. And really working and partnering with these different breeders is super important, close relationship. And ultimately, we're distributing these genetics as feminized seed, um, as well as starts. And I could kind of talk a little bit more about that because...
1: Right. Well, I'll definitely have some questions about that, but I I find, I mean, you're clearly an OG when it comes to space, having been in it for roughly, you know, 30 years, but uh, I find it interesting that some of the hemp seed genetics, I mean, it's still got a long way to go, um, you know, definitely. But you mentioned like back in 2012, 2013, when um, some of these seed and genetic companies were getting their start back then, it was incredibly hard to find anything, of quality. I mean, it was like, it was mind blowing when someone had a a strain of cannabis that had like over three or 4% CBD in it. And then now we've got the cherry wines and and stuff like that. And because it's just gone a long way and it's such a short period of time. And I can only imagine where it's going to go in five years, 10 years.
2: Yeah. It's awesome to see and kind of being on the forefront um, and what's coming out. I mean, there's many great breeders that are out there. They're doing incredible work. It's a process and it's expensive. You know, there's a lot of engagement and collaborating, innovating, working with um, academia, um, certainly on the labs. I mean, some of the the high level testing and the markers on the genetics science. I mean, it, it's, it's really incredible to watch and, and be a part of and learn about and you know, help others understand because there is a lot to it. Um, right. It is global. You know, there's a lot of depends. There's so many different variables. It's not a one size fits all. You really need to understand the situation, the farmer, where they are, how they plan to grow, who are they selling to? What are they wanting to sell? Smokable is super mm-hmm. nuanced. Um, and I can digress and, and talk for days, but um. Right. You know, well, the I point mean, is that it's you know farmer focused is super important. Understanding kind of begin with the end in mind, but also what are you growing for? Um, is it important? Is it just an ingredient? Are you looking at the cannabinoid profile <laughs> as far as your total THC?
1: And and ultimately, when you're when you're talking about you really, it's kind of just doing your due diligence on what's going to be best for you. It's like you're working backwards, right? I mean, it's if your end goal is to sell high quality boutique flour you know, you have to start with quality genetics that are going to get you to that end goal. If your end goal is just a raw material, if you're just going for as much CBD as possible coming out of your plant, you know, you don't need to worry about some of the other things like what's the terpene profile going to be because all you're doing is, hey, I'm just going to process everything all down to that one cannabinoid. So some of those things are irrelevant. Um, You know, but with the farm bill and CBD being legal, I'm sure you saw it. I mean, I I saw it firsthand. So many people jump into this space and say, "Hey, I'm going to grow hemp." And then people kind of a race to the bottom almost to see how much they can buy their seeds for. And it's like, "Cool, I can get my seeds for for 10 cents a pop." And it's like, "What are you really getting?" You know, you're going to go ahead yeah. and put all the effort and time. You're going to grow 10 acres of some some trash genetics and you're going to have trash product in the end that uh, in many cases, just gets thrown out.
2: For sure. Quality in, quality out. You can't look at a seed and tell what it is or what it's going to do. That's why i mentioning those third-party um, labs to produce, obviously, some COAs and, and show what they look like at different stages. Um, you know, with the USDA 2018 Farm Bill and, and what's required as far as testing in certain states, and it is a state-by-state-based um, you know, what you have to look at and consider. And that's also true just for the light cycle, weather. Um, so yeah, a lot of variables. And that's why it's really important at the end of the day, it's not just the price point of the seed, but it's getting the farmer on the phone to have the conversation, to wonder, under, understand what it is that they're looking to do to try to help them point them in the right direction. And that's, you know, with the cannabinoid bucket, you still have the grain bucket as far as genetics and, and fiber. And that's something that's, you know, on the forefront, we're primarily focused on cannabinoids, but we're holistic, large scale, big picture, as far as what this industry has to offer, because it's so many incredible opportunities um, that we're involved with at a global scale. So that's like more of the exchange part of it is information sharing and customer service and collaborating and innovating and developing those relationships like we talked about. So that's, what's really great with working about iHempX and these guys. And, you know, we're all, we're on a team and we're all doing it together, but the the larger network um, of working with others, it's super important because we all want to succeed.
0: The O Cannabis Conference and Expo, Returns to Toronto June 1st through the 3rd and there are still good booth locations available. This exciting event is free for cannabis retailers and will feature Tommy Chung receiving a lifetime achievement award at the O Cannabis Industry Awards. For more information about exhibiting or to register to attend, go to ocannabis.com. That's O C A N N A B I Z.com.
1: Right. So part of my part of my next question is going to kind of be, you know, what does it look like in working with iHumpEx as far as like, you know, what is what is the engagement process as far as the the products and the services look like if I'm a beginner versus I'm a, you know, a veteran farmer. And just to give you my quick guess here is obviously you're going to take a beginner down the pathway of what is it, what are your goals? And you're going to take the veteran farmer and basically say, Hey, we've got all these genetics what would you like, you know, what, what, what path would you like to go down? So what, what does that look like?
2: Yeah. I mean, obviously it starts with the conversation, which is best. I mean, it could be as simple as go to our website and buy seeds online. Um, Usually we like to talk to to and to engage, although, you know, we have our menu and there's some, more opportunities that are pending, that um, hopefully I'll be able to share in the future as far as working with breeders. But selecting our our menu as a choice based on scalability, we offer not just the seeds, but also starts, which are your your seedlings or your plugs Mm. at a commercial scale, partnering with uh, commercial scale nurseries to distribute both on East and West Coast. And you know, again, working with genetics that we feel super confident in and comfortable with, the AOSCA certification is something that's becoming more uh, noticed in the market. So the Association of Official Seed Certifying Agencies to have that third-party kind of vet those genetics. We have a select menu with berry blossom merlot that I mentioned, Matterhorn, which is a CBG, which is definitely coming on last year and continuing to get attraction. We also work with Goliath and the Grail, which is also a CBG genetic. And again, these are proven, established, compliant, and scalable genetics that we distribute. It starts with a conversation, understanding the need, and then we provide documentation and and talk through it to see what's the best fit relative to, again, the scale, the location, what's, uh, what's the farmer growing for, and also what other resources do, do they have? Because it's not like you put the seed in the ground and come back. I mean, there's right. a lot to it, but certainly starting with a high feminization, high germ rate, and then talk them through the process. And then if they need intros, you know, we have great relationships. So if it's an IPM integrated pest management program they need to put in place, we could point them in a direction for someone who specializes that. If it's plant nutrients, they need some help with that. We can point them in a direction there once it comes to harvesting, drying, storing, curing, if you need bucking equipment or trimmers, you know there are other people that we have great relationships with, And again, the end of the day it's about success to be yeah. able to get the farmer to keep doing this year over year and if it's at a small scale one thing we did this year we you know we lowered our prices again we reduced our moqs our minimum order quantity so that if you're small time and want to start small you know which we suggest it's a good way to start and learn the plant and then scale based on your demand
1: so overall my takeaway here is you guys know what you're doing and you have a ton of resources to be able to help out with whatever element or whatever hurdle comes your way for whether they're whether they're brand new farmers or they're veteran farmers. You guys, you guys can help.
2: We'll do our best for sure. Yep. And if we don't know, we'll tell you that. Because at the end of the day, you know, the smoke and mirrors and unfortunately people being set up for mail for failure. It's just not good for the industry. And obviously the passion, the longevity, I'm psyched, you know, I'm I'm back in it, I'm back in the game. It was something, you know, it's rare that someone gets an opportunity to be so heavily involved in something. And then, you know, that was illegal. And now that it's legal to be able to right. do this and really see things um, moving forward in, in a great way, super stoked.
1: Yeah, awesome, awesome. So, so this was great. This wraps up our time. If you're interested in connecting with Drew and iHempX, please add them to your network on Cantrade. You can also place orders and ask questions directly from the iHempX wholesale store posted in the webinar chat, also in the Cantrade feed and in the podcast and YouTube show notes. Thank you once again for being here today, Drew.